Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. So Alaska, we're facts. talking about Alaska facts. So hello and welcome to Drunk Dish, <laughs> where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process. This is episode number 23. Yay! Where we'll be talking Alaskan cuisine. Woohoo. Woohoo. I'm Melissa. I'm drunk and Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kate. <laughs> I almost just repeated you, Kate. I almost just went, and I'm Kate. <laughs> uh, guys, we record two episodes at a time now, so by the time we get to the second episode, we're here. It's all good. It means we have a funnier second episode. Mm, or <laughs> a really annoying, unbearable to listen to second episode. Mm. I'm going to go funny. I don't think that that's ever the case. I think we're great, but you know. We're great, right, listeners? Yeah. Right? So great. <laughs> right? You better say we're fucking great. We so know where you live. Right? <laughs> And review in everything. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So anyways, now that we've introduced ourselves, every episode we like to ask, well, Kate likes to ask one food related question. Kate, what's our question? Um, okay, so hmm, the question for today is um, soup or salad? Oh, that's real fucking easy for me. Oh, wow. Um... I think generally I'll go salad. Okay. I, I, soup is like, I feel like I only like really specific soups. Yeah. So it's hard for me to find a soup that I like at like, mm. if you go out or whatever, mm-hmm. but like salad, generally if you go to a restaurant, they're going to give you a standard salad. It's got like fucking Italian dressing on it or mm-hmm. something. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but if I'm going to make food, salad is easier. True. I don't often make soup. Okay. Make like broccoli cheddar. Oh, okay. That's like it. I don't okay. Make any other soup? I guess. I I really like stew. Okay, I think stew counts as soup. But I doesn't it count? I think it counts. Is a mm. is a gazpa- is gazpacho soup? Yeah. Yeah. I say no. No. It's cold smoothie. Oh. <laughs> That if it's not, if it's cold, I don't controversial think controversial. If it's cold, opinion, if it's Melissa. cold, I don't think it's a soup. Soup has to be hot. The idea of oh, the idea of calling it a smoothie just makes me. For it's some fucking reason. like mixed, like fruits or well, not fruits, but vegetables. Yeah, and then you eat it cold. Air quotes, eat it. You could just drink it. <laughs> you got strong opinions about this. Yeah, because and I'm just here to watch because cold soup is gross. <laughs> Don't eat cold well, soup. Well, yeah, cold soup is gross. Yeah, that's not a that's thing. That's not a question. It's either a smoothie or it's a salsa. Yeah. I would go so I'm more okay for calling it salsa. Being, like salsa. Yeah. Or a dip or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah, I think I'm more of a salad person. I eat salads quite a quite a lot. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm more of a soup person. Yeah, Ooh, I can see okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I make really good homemade soups. Like, do you have a like favorite? Chicken noodle soup is my favorite. Okay. It's- I've never been a fan of chicken noodle. I hate chicken noodle like most chicken noodle at like at restaurants or like obviously canned chicken noodle mm. it's 
not great. Well, you don't like any canned things. Yeah, I don't so. like any canned things. Cans are not to be trusted. Even though, mm-hmm. like, Dinty more beef stew, which is no, I no. love it. No, no, I love the potatoes Ooh. in it. I don't. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever actually eaten it. So even I ate a lot when I was a kid, and for whatever reason, it was always comforting. And it smells like dog food. Yeah, yeah no, it looks I, like dog food. I know, I know. I'm aware. I just, okay. I like it. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I, I know. But yeah, I make I make a good soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother's like really hardcore on his soup game, and he'll actually like make homemade chicken broth. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. With which to then make chicken noodles. Yeah, with. sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I love soup. Uh, only specific kinds of soup, really. I'm obviously very very picky. Um, and then what? Vi- you yeah. me no. I'm very picky. I will eat salads too, but I'm vi- I'm more right. picky about salads. We've talked than about soup. that. Okay, yeah. like I want like a lot of texture and flavor. Very fancy. Yeah, I want real get fancy some salads. quinoa in there. Get fancy lettuce and yeah. fancy greens and. Yeah. yeah, like I once was put in charge of like the Thanksgiving salad, and it was like it had apple slices. But and, that's like, delicious. A homemade so delicious. raspberry vinaigrette. I'm here for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was like, but like that's the only way in which I will eat salad. I okay. will never go to a restaurant, and if they only have like Greek salad or like you know what I mean, like if they've Caesar. Just, like, standard, or just like Italian. Caesar. Yeah, like I will yeah. never get a salad like that. Okay, mm-hmm. um, a Waldorf salad. It's not them. salad. I will sometimes I don't know get. about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. That's dessert. That's <coughs> not really it's salad. dessert. It's got, it is. It's got fruit in it, but what else is desserty about it? It's sweet. Yeah, it's. But it's sweet mixed with tart. Okay. Okay. Like this, but I that like doesn't make it salad. not dessert. <laughs> like just because it's tart. But the it, best desserts are sweet and tart. But Waldorf salad now, also has like arugula to in it. To be fair, I don't necessarily spinach. see it as desserts. I just, I don't know, Waldorf for whatever reason, I just am always turned off by it. No. But okay. I think it's the, what's the dressing? It's like mayonnaise, like. I don't do, I don't do dressings most of the time. So it's not okay, a Waldorf so salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll, I mean, if we're, if I'll order a salad and then ask for them to hold the dressing on the side. So I'm, you just eat the dry vegetables? And yes, because I'm even more picky about dressings that i have about salads i only like vinaigrette dressings and i only like vinaigrette dressings that are based off of fruit okay so, so let me tell not that long ago we made salad from my nutrition plan and it was a blackberry <gasps> vinaigrette and Ooh, it was fucking good. bomb sounds it had good. shallots and blackberries and it had some jalapeno mm-hmm. um and Ooh. then um avocado oil see that sounds like and right um, delicious what yeah. was the there maybe lemon or something mm. it was so good nice so good you'll have to give me the recipe yeah i yeah. will okay we'll but that, that but like i'm very picky about salads okay we're soup i will go to a restaurant and like order someone that's else's true soup. it's easier to get a good soup than a good salad i feel like okay yeah okay so that's i'm although like, i say that but i'm totally fine with the amy's gonna kill me for this but for like the salad at olive garden Mm-hmm. It's literally just like iceberg lettuce with Italian dressing on and it, and a quarter of a tomato, and yeah. a quarter of a tomato, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so sad. I like the to dip the 
terrible stale breadsticks into In the, the Italian dressing. dressing. I really like that dressing. I know it's, I know. My it's mom sad, gets yeah. like an extra side of it and then she dips her breadsticks so in good. it. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those breadsticks are terrible. Why are they're they so, so bad? Good? I don't know. I don't they're know. terrible. Although I will eat like five of them in one sitting too. For sure. Yeah. Any bread product. It could be yeah. the worst. And I'm like, That's yes, true. please put it in my mouth. Give me more. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. I think I'm more of a salad person, I guess. Well, in soup too, like I only want to eat in the colder sure. months where salad I'll eat anytime. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. I definitely feel like soup has more of like a cold weather feel and yeah. salad has more of a warm Even though like, well, yeah, me. like salad definitely has a warmer like summer feel but i'll eat it whenever yeah Mm -hmm. and there's the thing salad you can make it for every season like like in the summertime i'll have like a night like a salad with strawberries in it Mm -hmm. and like cheese Mm -hmm. like that sounds really good to me but like in the fall like doing like apples yeah our friend one time when i went to our friend mary to do my hair she made me salad and it was like spinach baby spinach and uh walnuts and a vinaigrette with like uh, feta cheese and grapes or something mm. it's like a balsamic vinaigrette or something. it was so fucking good yeah yeah i was like mary that sounds amazing. stop that it sounds what good. is this yeah. oh my god she's like oh I'll just whip it together here you go and i was like this is like gourmet as shit yeah what is happening <laughs> yeah yeah no that it sounds- was so good yeah. uh also just sidebar roasted grapes are under underutilized and underloved i've never had oh my god they're amazing they're Mm. amazing where did you have roasted grapes i have a recipe for a salad that has roasted grapes in it i've never heard i'll find it it's incredible give it to me now she means right now yeah you have to leave because you have to get her that recipe yeah so i've never heard of roasted grapes in my life Mm -hmm. yum it's not just like raisins I hate raisins. I hate raisins. I too. hate raisins. Like I what hate the fuck? raisins. Raisins yeah. are great. No. Raisins are disgusting. Yeah, they're they're not as great as dried cranberries, but dried they're pretty cranberry, great. D- dried cranberries dried are cranberries amazing. Are yeah, and I don't even hate. Uh, like I can eat oatmeal raisin cookies are no. the fucking bomb. No, Ugh. no. Ugh. I oatmeal made some... chocolate chip. Yes, I'm Fuck here for that. Off. Yeah, chocolate <laughs> ruins everything. No, no. Uh... I'll eat golden raisins if it's in like a trail mix or something mm, like I that. I love raisins in a trail mix, but I hate raisins. That little bit of like tarty sweetness with the like. Oh, I hate. I've always just no, no. Whatever. Mm-mm. It's nature's candy. Fuck off. Just fruit is nature's candy. No, that's like, true. Yeah. Yeah. That's accurate. Um, it's fine. Raisins are great. Y'all mm. are wild. No, they're Mm-mm. just sweet little like packets of sweetness. I little don't weird gritty stick in your teeth. Yeah, no, right. I don't it's stick in my teeth. Oh no, it's the. Te- oh. I don't like chocolate chips and oatmeal cookies, but I'm not a big fan of chocolate chips. So chocolate chips on everything. Like when we make chocolate chip cookies, we put like half, half. the amount of I chocolate do, chips I, in them. I, I, because the part I like is the fucking cookie. I just want yeah. a hint of chocolate chip. Yeah. I just I want can a smack. That. Just I've, a smack of chocolate. I've started making um, the chocolate chip, like the Nestle cookie <coughs> recipe, but with peanut butter chips instead of chocolate We chips. did. Last time we made them, Those we did a good. mix. It was like a bag we bought that was a mix of chocolate and peanut butter chips. And Ooh, they were really good. That sounds that sounds. But I just really made good. Greg uh, oatmeal raisin recently and he ate like all of them. them yeah because <laughs> he really loves oatmeal raisins yeah, no we're made for no, each other no on the raisins definitely <laughs> hard hard raisin pass that was that was a real attractive sound melissa <laughs> <laughs> i'm fine guys how about you okay. kate um so i am definitely in the salad camp um i'm not a huge soup person mm. just in general um i love french onion soup but only, but I, but like, I'm super I like picky the soggy about it. bread. 
See, I only like you have to eat the bread fast, so it's still yeah. Crunchy I don't want and- like a time limit on me. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like oh, I gotta like scarf it really oh, quickly. Yeah. Like so, so, like a good French onion soup um, is like just so so delicious. But the other thing about French onion soup is I can only eat like a it's, quarter of yeah, a cup of it. it you know, just like rich. a tiny mm-hmm. bit of it. Yeah. Um my my grandmother, and my mom make the best chicken soup on the face of the planet. Mm. Like and you know, when you're sick that will make you better. Like mm-hmm. it is healthy for you to eat mm. this chicken soup. Um and then like when we were kids, my grandfather, this is weird, my grandfather used to go oystering and so we would have oyster stew, mm. which is like amazing um but yeah for the most part i'm not a soup person Mm. um i'll normally take a salad over a soup yeah like although uh, at the grocery store you can get like the panera bread soups okay so the broccoli cheddar which isn't as good as the broccoli cheddar that i work i make but it's you know serviceable but they have this baked potato soup okay it is so fucking good so they you panera used to have um a like wild mushroom bisque that was killer but i think i only thought it was killer because it was so salty like that's (laughs) the thing about like pre-made soup right it's just so so salty so i do have i did um find on pinterest um a recipe for a wild mushroom bisque Mm. that i will probably i don't think i've ever had a wild mushroom Mm. I really like like a corn chowder too. Okay, that's my sister's fave. Really good, but like but, you can't eat a lot of it. Is yeah. The thing. Well, so I, I had this conversation with her, and um, her take on it. She's vegetarian, and so her take on it was basically like there's almost no soup in the world out that you can get that is actually vegetarian. They like, all use chicken stock, mm-hmm. or even if it's like. <clears throat> corn chowder it's gonna have bacon bits in it or you know if it's, corn chowder it's the best part of corn, corn chowder. chowder shouldn't have bacon in it i don't think i agree like i get the baked potato mm-hmm. like soup having yep. bacon in yep. it yep. um but corn chowder not necessary yeah. i think every dish no could be improved by bacon. no but that's, it overpowers everything just eat fucking bacon that's how i feel about pickles i don't think bacon overpowers it, everything if you put bacon in something that's all you're gonna taste Mm. every time and sometimes that works and sometimes it won't like in the baked potato soup it's very bacony but it works like i'm fine with it but some things i'm just like this just tastes like bacon i would like to taste the other ingredients please yeah mm. i agree to disagree i like just like regular bacon just bacon i s- oh the only the other that i the other <laughs> thing i will say about that is about soup is um, I still dream about Melissa and I went to this. Um, I think it was a Habitat for Humanity. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was Habitat for Humanity yeah. at um, LaBelle Winery. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was just this like dress up fancy. Melissa had done some really good stuff for work. And so she was invited to it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, let's dress up and go to this dinner. And the appetite of the first course was this. I think it was squash soup. I do not remember. <laughs> and I think you didn't eat it because it was too spicy. Like it had that like a it had like, like a spice, but it was either squash or carrot Pum- oh. soup. I don't think it was pumpkin, but it might have been because it was fall. It did have pepitas on the top, and I dream about this soup. Kind of vaguely remember yeah. that. Like it was, it was just 
incredible. And I, I mean, I, I live like three minutes away from there. I've never been back to see if it's on their menu. I guess. I oh, LaBelle. I've had, I guess I don't I've love had it that lunch much, but... there before <coughs> oh, really? and it was really good. Yeah. I mean, was... I didn't have that soup, obviously, mm-hmm. but like it, it's, it's expensive though. Yeah. I mean, you're going to a winery, so it's mm-hmm. like you're paying for the atmosphere for, yeah. and everything. And it but... is, it is lovely there, but yes, yeah. I, I, so I'm not a soup person, but sometimes there is a soup that, you know. For sure. Like, soup. I feel like for me. Maybe not so much for Amy, but for me, it's really easy to make a good salad. It's not super easy to make a good soup. Yeah, I I would say that that's like probably. a lot of soups come out kind of thin and like watery or just not not like specifically that I make. But when you get soup out places mm-hmm. and then you have all these canned soups that are just terrible. Well, the texture yeah. of anything that like it's just <coughs> mush, uh, yeah. mush vegetables. Like I've mush- had minestrone. Is it minestrone or minestrone? Minestrone minestrone i've had minestrone soup that i like Mm -hmm. but for the life of me i can't find one now that i like Mm -mm. i'm and i i'm like i know i've had minestrone that i like i know that i actually like it but every time i try it either from a can or at a restaurant i'm just like "Eh, this Mm. isn't very good i guess i just have to like make my own or something yeah but i feel like it's a lot easier to make a good salad just fresh ingredients a good dressing boom you're done yeah yeah easy to take to work you know i uh, yeah i don't know i feel like i i usually make my soups in a crock pot too so Mm. like i'll throw everything in there oh yeah okay i don't make anything in the crock pot that's all greg i make like 90 percent of my meals this time of year in a crock pot but yeah yeah i just throw everything in there and then like 20 like the the time to when are you doing that um put in a crock pot for like five hours i gotta like yeah i get home from work because i work morning so like i get home from work and it's like about noon time so that's i make lunch and then i will as i'm making lunch i'll chop all the vegetables and whatever Mm. and put everything in the crock pot i'll put it in high and then like for chicken noodle soup for instance like an hour before it's done i'll have to go in and shred the chicken Mm -hmm. and let it simmer a little bit longer and then 20 minutes before it's done i'll throw in the egg noodles but it's like very little it's something i have to stand over and watch like it's like there's like five minutes of like focus time with mm. the with the meal and then yeah. I can walk away from it for mm. hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes I, sense. Which I dig. For sure. So crock yeah. pots are amazing. Nice. They are. Yeah. We do yours use ours often. It's just normally Greg because he's home. Mm. So he can start something in the morning and have it go. Let it go all, all day. day. Yeah. Awesome. Which is pretty cool. Good deal, ladies. Mm-hmm. So wait, what did we land on? Oh, I think salad, salad soup, salad, yeah. salad soup, salad, salad yeah. soup. That sounds that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, Melissa, what That's are me. we drinking today? So, looking up drinks that were made in Alaska was difficult. Mm. Most of the things that Alaskans drink are like fermented beverages that they make. Okay, um, and beers and stuff. Yeah. Which I mean, I didn't have the time. <laughs> To make i already fermented one beverage recently so i didn't have time so i ended up finding this drink which is an alaskan iced tea oh cool uh there's no information on this or where it came from um okay. but you guys know about like the long island iced tea right mm-hmm. it's a bunch of different liquors mixed together with coke it's essentially everything you'd find in a long island stay-at-home mom's like bar yeah it's like everything it's yeah. like gin vodka rum it's and it's delicious. It tastes like iced tea. It's yeah. fucking magic. So this is kind of similar. Um, so this has two ounces of blue curacao. Um, two ounces. So the recipe calls for sour mix. 
but sour mix is an abomination that I would never keep. Uh, I would have previously disagree, but now that you've converted me, I agree. You tasted that whiskey sour I had oh. at that show with sour mix. Yeah. It was, it was gross. disgusting yeah. because sour mix is foul. So what I did is I just mixed together lemon and lime juice fresh. So that's our sour mix. We're not using bullshit sour mix. Anyway, cool. so it's got that. It's got a uh, half an ounce of gin, half an ounce of rum, and half an ounce of vodka. Oh, my. Uh, and then it's topped with Sprite. Nice. So um, for mine, I think I'm going to like reduce the amount of blue curacao in it because that's insanely sweet. Do you want the full? Do, yeah, you want- do, do the normal thing. Okay, you want the full brunt of the sweetness. Oh, no. Well, what? so it, 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 the recipe calls for two ounces of blue curacao, plus you're putting Sprite in it. Okay. So, yeah, give me the original recipe. Okay. All right. Cause that I know for a fact that I'm not, I'm not going to be here yeah. for that. I honestly have um, had enough to drink where I'm probably not going to care what it tastes like. Um, so, we're going to take a quick <laughs> break so I can mix up this monstrosity. Uh, and then we'll be back with some fun Alaska facts. Cool. Yay. Yay. Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Caitlin. And we're the hosts of Eat Crime, a podcast full of delicious mysteries. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Eat Crime and on Facebook, Eat Crime Pod. Here's a few examples of what you'll hear. Lorencia and Bambi Bembenak. Do what now? And he he had like secretly taken that copy. I don't know why. I know why. (laughs) To murder her? To murder her. And I was like, I can't imagine a mom naming their kids Dante, Dante and Dante. Dante. We're not in a satanic cult. <laughs> yes, so. I don't know. Let's make that abundantly clear. She seems like she provocativity. Is that a word? She provocativity. Which I mean, what a businessman. I know. He, that's what I'm Murdered saying. People like, and got paid for it. It's both true that there is a conjuring two, and conjuring two is true. <laughs> Valerie, get out of here. I hate hurricane glasses, so I don't own any. I've been trying to think for a while of like how I can make an arrested development reference to this drink. Why? Because the blue man group and the oh. like the whole thing. <laughs> well, I definitely blew myself while making this cocktail. Uh. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so I've brought the drink. It's very blue. It, it's very um and not like a navy like no. a nice dark blue like it's like a like a no i think atomic blue. i used white straws for both of these mm-hmm. and i feel like they're going to be stained after blue yes, <laughs> i'm gonna have to get new ones yeah so anyways let me set mm-hmm. okay that's surprisingly good So that's you, sweet. That's yeah, sweet. so yours has the two ounces of blue curacao in it. I only put one in mine because mm. yeah, it's, it's sweet. so sweet. But I mean, it's got a good flavor. But with the lemon lime in it? Yeah, yeah I like uh-huh. the lemon lime. It would have tasted like a fucking stale shoe if I had used sour mix in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I imagine. It's, um, <laughs> it's very, uh, yeah, it's not nearly, it's very citrus forward. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not nearly as. And it's got a lot of citrus in it, so. The color is misleading. Yeah. yeah. So I, the color reminds me of um, a certain pool drink that we drank that one time. Oh, the marine cocktail? Yeah. Yeah. I never wrote down the recipe for that. So Darn. I was never able to post it. Yeah. This is like a better version of that. This is much better. That I'm was actu- not, that, that it was, was not palatable. No. I'm actually shocked by how good this is. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's tasty. It's pretty good. I feel like it's going to give me heartburn. It has. Well, we've got pills and for probably that. Probably stain my poop blue. But <laughs> we'll add a little excitement into your life. <laughs> but uh, it's tasty. Yeah, I really it, like it. It really is. Yeah. I'm shocked at how much I like it. Granted, I cut the amount of carousel in mine by half. Yeah. But uh, still, I mean, I think it's not. Even that is not <laughs> so blue. so overly sweet that I that it is like it has that like oh too yeah. much yeah it's yeah. not like sickeningly sweet right it exactly it's sweet it, it it follows its predecessor well the mm-hmm. Long Island I see by making yeah. you feel like you're drinking something that doesn't really have alcohol in it that mm-hmm. has almost entirely alcohol that in actually it. It, yeah I'm glad you brought that back because I come sort of had spaced that that out and it yeah. is very long island iced tea yeah it has a lot of alcohol in yeah it. it looks like dolphin <laughs> i don't think this is what dolphin looks like amy it's blue i'm not a scientist it's what i imagine i was gonna say do you know that it's Did blue you? i found out so i found a bunch of dolphin facts out since since we last recorded yeah. uh-huh uh i think i mentioned to you that one of my students in class like off loved it yeah mentioned that dolphins are rapists uh and i just started laughing it was not a very professional moment for me as an educator uh but <laughs> but uh dolphin just leaves their body at such a speed and velocity that it could actually cause great bodily harm to you so it would like kill you if you were to actually have sex with a dolphin found that out or where they come in you Yes. Because let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, if it's a male dolphin. Most of the people that are having sex with dolphins are men <clears throat> having sex with female dolphins. That's true. So, That's you know. true. Or the lady that jerked off that one dolphin, but she was doing it for science. Mm. It was to relieve his tension. He was very stressed out, so she had to jerk him off. Sometimes I relieve my tension that way. Uh, like every night. <laughs> Anyways. Kate, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> So, some fun facts about Alaska, because I have no drink facts, and Amy's going to fucking suck her drink down before I'm done talking, so. <laughs> so, the state flag was divi- <laughs> divined. Oh, boy. The state flag was designed by a 13-year-old boy. After calling on students throughout the territory to submit their ideas, Alaska ultimately decided on Benny Benson's... Benny Benson. Benny? Benny Benson's. Oh, it's fucking parents, man. Scene mm. of the Big Dipper and the North Star in 1927. Good job, Benny. Yep. Their low of negative 80 degrees Fahrenheit recorded in Alaska's Endicott Mountain still holds the record for the nation's all-time low. That was in 1971. Fun. Uh, because of their long summer days, Alaska is capable of producing some unusually oversized produce. Mm-hmm. Some notable specimens have been ha- that have been harvested in recent years include a 35-pound broccoli. I did put a picture of this of the cabbage Ooh. in the drive. A 65-pound cantaloupe and a 138-pound cabbage. Wow. So the cabbage picture is in the drive. It kind of just looks like a really pretty cabbage. Like, I don't think you get a good sense of, like... Scale. That it's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just looks really pretty. It does have a quarter one? next to it. Yes. That's yeah. the 138-pound cabbage. Yeah, it just looks very pretty. Like, yeah, it's it just a really nice cabbage. There's nothing next to it for, like, scale yeah. sake. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this I didn't know. Following the attack on Pearl Harbor, Japanese forces bombed and invaded the Aleutian Islands of Alaska. The occupation lasted nearly a year. 
I did not know that I didn't know either. that either. I, it, what? Like, fucking blew my mind. We talk about fucking Pearl Harbor all the time. What about this bullshit? They occupied for almost a year. That's wild. Like, it, so not only was it an attack, it was an occupation. But wait, Alaska wasn't part of the United States at that point, though. It didn't oh, become, is that why? That yeah. no one cares because it wasn't part of the United States? Yes. Sorry. When did it become part of the United States? Uh, I think Alaska and Hawaii joined shortly after the end of World War II. Because Hawaii wasn't part of the United States either at that but time. But the flag was made in 1927. The state flag? Yeah. yeah. So it was a state. When did Alaska become a state? Hold on. Are you looking I'm going to look this up. Keep talking, lady. Okay. <laughs> we got to know. Um, moose, caribou, and bear killed by cars in Alaska are considered property of the state. So when roadkill is reported, the carcasses are butchered by volunteers and distributed as food to charity organizations. That actually sounds amazing. Yeah, I feel like it's great. That is so much roadkill in New Hampshire. Like there's some resourceful New Hampshire people who go around and like collect. But it. isn't that legal like to do that? No. Oh, I thought it was. Well, yeah. in Alaska, it is because it's property of the state. But that makes sense because I always think like sometimes I'll be driving because I drive a very long distance and I'll see roadkill and I'll be like, that's such a waste yes. Yes. of an animal's life. Like. I wish that that someone could like when it was fresh, obviously, like I bring think it to a, a butcher or whatever. Well, I think a lot of the um, a lot of the state troopers and a lot of the um, wildlife. What do you call them? The wardens. Yeah. If they find out if they hear about a collision um, they, that that happens, they will don't yeah. like call somebody from the food pantry to come down or or. Oh, that's good. It's the same thing, yeah. I think, with... Yeah. 1959, by the way. Wow. So, what was the... I don't understand what the flag was for. It might have just been for, for like their territory. Con- for the, it, was it was territory. a territory of yeah. the United States, but not a state. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, each year... This one cracked me up. Each year, brave Alaskans compete to be crowned the king or queen of their throne in the Fur-Rondi Festival outhouse races. Teams outfit the bottoms of their custom-built outhouses with skits and race each other down a two-lane track. In addition to the title of first place, prizes are awarded for the most colorful, best-engineered, and cleanest commodes. That's amazing. I do have a picture of one of these on the drive of the outhouse race. It's like a blue outhouse and it says poopsicles on it and there's a guy wearing a diaper inside <laughs> i actually think his whole team is wearing diapers there you go, Kate. Here it is. it's great mm. Mm. <laughs> um so there were a couple other things i looked up but i didn't add them to my notes which is weird which is some like funny laws mm-hmm. so like uh in alaska it's illegal to give beer to a moose which i mean makes sense yeah, yeah. but Having a law means that they had yeah, to have a law. Done it. yep. It's also illegal to kill a moose from an airplane. Specifically. Sarah Palin. Oh, no. She kills wolves. It's fine. And it's from helicopters. And it's yeah. from helicopters. Really. Well, it's from the air, I think, actually. It's okay. from the air. But then there was another one that was, it was illegal to view a moose from a plane. So here's my theory. <laughs> my theory is that rich assholes go to Alaska mm-hmm. and they rent like, small passenger planes and then they fly down super low to get a view of like all the wildlife mm. and then it freaks yeah. the wildlife out yeah i feel like that's gotta be what it is yeah. like to try and stop people from flying super low because if you're flying super low it's obvious that you're doing it to view the moose and that's illegal yeah 
not just like, oh, you're on a plane and you, you happen, happen to, to look moose. out and you can see in the distance <laughs> right. a tiny speck that right. looks like a moose. Right. Oh, you busted. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just that like. I think that even if that theory is not completely correct, your first three words or two words. Rich assholes. Rich assholes is 100% <laughs> the reason for the law yeah. regardless. Um, yeah. Also, people don't tend to go to Alaska because there's more in here. It's mostly Sprite, though, in okay. there. That's probably good. Yeah, but you got to hold this on when you pour. <laughs> um, they said that often people don't realize how warm it gets in Alaska. Um, one of the other facts, I, I feel like my thing didn't didn't save. So I also had that they recorded a temperature of 100 degrees. Oh. That was their highest temperature ever recorded, but that was in 1917. But it gets pretty warm. It's also relatively... It'll get warmer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for that record to be broken. Um, It's actually relatively cheap to go there, like, and to go on tours and cruises and stuff. It's a. a I've always wanted to. I just think it's. It just looks gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not into the idea of like cruise ship or whatever. But cruises are terrifying. But also, I want to see Alaska. Yeah, and there's like a there's a couple of cruises that I've actually looked into, like that go that seem like they would be amazing and. And if we're ever going to want to go and uh, walk on a glacier, we do should do it like this year. Yeah, they're all going to be gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think maybe we should book a cruise and call it Booze Cruise and make it a drunk dish episode. Ooh, yeah, all right. sure. We've all got the money yep, for that. Let's do it. Yep. Uh, Patreon people. <laughs> no, don't. Make it happen. Don't. Our Patreon's a fucking mess. <laughs> mm. Oh, there are more than 70 potentially active volcanoes in Alaska. Wow. Mm. Several have uh, erupted in recent times. The most violent volcanic eruption of the century took place in 1912 when Novarupta, fucking name for a volcano, <laughs> volcano erupted, creating the Valley of 10,000 Smokes, which is now part of Katmai National Park. Oh, there cool. was also a bunch of information about the indigenous peoples that live there, but I couldn't pronounce any of the names. Um, but it has the largest population of indigenous peoples in the United States. Okay. That like are actually from it's there. it's the hardest place for white people to get to and fuck up. Yes. Um, and much. oddly enough, no, none of them were Inuit because I thought Inuit was the name of a tribe. Because mm-hmm. like people say Eskimo and then I'm like, oh, well, it's actually Inuit. But it's a bunch of different tribes and none of them are Inuit. So I don't yeah. know what Inuit is. Inuit is part, it's mostly in uh, northern Canada. OK. Uh, but like yeah, Alaska it wasn't Canada. listed as one of the major tribes in Alaska. So anyways, those are my facts. Cool. Cool. I like it. I think this will be a fun one. I like the regional episodes or like. I always feel like I do such a disservice to the state. No, or the region it's that nice because it's not usually t- like awful. Like, it's not usually, like, look how awful everybody yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. It's just about the food that they have and how great they are. Yeah. I mean, there's so, usually some awful stuff in there. It's a more positive Yeah, because when it comes to the United States, pretty much every part of our history is awful. Mm, but, like, yeah. you know, it's a little less than, you know, talking about a bunch of people getting massacred. So Sorry, it burped. <laughs> that's okay. So take it away, Amy. Yeah. So uh, you talked a little bit about Alaska's environment already, but I want to give like a little more background first and then I'm going to talk about um, some of the most um, popular foods and dishes in the state and kind of the why behind them and then I have some pictures obviously I'm I gotta sure say most of the too. stuff I'm seeing on the drive right now looks disgusting yep 
but uh i'm just not you know i'm not into a lot of a lot of what's going on here yeah i'm just gonna say so i i I imagine you wouldn't as a former uh vegan that there's you know there's gonna be a lot there's gonna be a lot also it looks like a lot of like salmon and stuff which i'm not here for yeah and a lot of seafood because it's a coastal i mean i eat meat but yeah so um a little bit about alaska first it's obviously it's the northernmost state in the united states uh the state actually has three million acres that the state could use for farmlands oh acres acres i thought you said anchors i thought you said anchors too and i was like oh man that's the booze making my jaw lazy (laughs) and also making it lean a little bit away from the mic that's okay i I like slid down in my seat and i'm just like getting comfy yeah it's fine um so uh alaska's economy is actually built on oil and fishing instead of agriculture despite the vast amount of land that it could use for agriculture um, I actually I never thought of Alaska as like an agriculture heavy no, state because no. you just because think it's snow, cold, right? Yeah. But like the but so much of Alaska has during the summer months has very long days, which True. is what yeah. led to the, some of the ginormous vegetables mm-hmm. that you mentioned earlier, Melissa, and it actually leads to a really strong growing season. So Alaska has a lot of potential to be an agricultural powerhouse, but they choose not to invest resources in developing agricultural industry within the state. Now, is that is that to protect the land? I doubt it because they the state government has chosen instead to invest in in oil. oil. Right. Um, (laughs) Good. Oh, good point. No, they don't want to grow shit in it. They just want to extract stuff from it and also ruin it while they do it. Yeah. Um, this a, is supposed to be more positive, Amy. I know. I'm sorry. There was a big push in the 70s to, to um, inspire more agricultural industry within the state, um, which makes sense because in the 1970s, too, you have things like, um, you know, uh, gas shortages and you have like kind of like the first big wave environmentalism happening in the 1970s in the United States. So it makes sense that there is this big agricultural push at that time. Um, but shortly thereafter, the, that push died out, and then the state kind of doubled down on the oil industry. Mm. Um, and fishing industry is really big. Sure, that makes well. sense, yeah. So, um, as I said, they are a coastal state. So uh, They have of, more coasts than any state in the United States. Yep, they do. Um, so there's very long daylight hours in the summer, like I said, which leads to a very long growing season. And the vegetables grow quickly and then very large. Um, there's a lot of small scale farming in Alaska, but there's not a lot of like large uh, scale farming and commercial size farming happening in the state. Well, like, OK, yeah, they can grow super large produce, but like that's not what people are buying. Well, but I would think no too- one wants to buy a 138 pound cabbage. No, but I could imagine there being it would be a potential to have like two crops, though. Like if you figure oh, like three cut it crops, short yeah, yeah, then. yeah. If you figure you've got like three chances to grow mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the stuff is going to grow so much faster, yeah. Um, but then you're done in like three months, yeah. And then you can't yeah. grow anything else for the rest of the year, but pretty much. Sweet, take the. Take I mean, the, right? But you're not having no yeah, more income right. coming in. And it depends. That's going to be tough. Yeah. And there's like it's very heavy on like root vegetables and things Mm -hmm, like that, too, mm -hmm. just because it can even in the summer months, it can get quite cold. Yeah. Um, And those are hardier um, with cold temperatures Mm because they're insulated underground. So things like carrots or uh, potatoes, things like that, like generally do very well because their leaves can get a lot of sunlight and a lot of nutrients in a very short amount of time. But they're insulated from the cold weather. So, um 
in addition to their very small, uh, small scale farming agricultural scene going on, they have a lot of livestock. Mm. Um, so most of the farms in Alaska are animal focused. So they'll uh, be like sheep farms, caribou farms, and yak farms, which I didn't even know that they were like <laughs> yak caribou farms. or yak farms. What yeah. about reindeer? Uh, caribou are reindeer. It's another word for reindeer. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that before I did the research for this episode. Isn't that wild? It's you wild. just fucking blew <clears throat> my mind. Yep. I thought they were two different things. No, same thing. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I did the research. But uh, most of the food in Alaska is actually imported from outside of the state because of the heavy focus on the oil industry. Obviously, there's a lot of seafood in the state, too, but a lot of that actually gets exported. So um, for like food that's like grown or harvested or um, I was going to say captured, but I don't know what the right word is for the animals killed. Ran- killed? Ranched? Slaughtered? Ranched? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they slaughter them. I think That's they, called. I think that Harvest. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's still called the harvest. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Because I remember they, listening. But they it. say slaughter. Yeah. Gone to slaughter or mm. whatever. Oh, but that's not the word for the culminative. Right. Cumulative yeah. amount of animals or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, most food is imported in the state, like I said, and because of that, there's a focus on having food that has a very long shelf life. Yeah. Mm. So that's going to influence some of what we talk about. Um, Also, what Melissa mentioned earlier, too, about the very high population of indigenous people in Alaska, that also is going to influence a lot of what we talk about when we talk about Alaskan food and Alaskan cuisine. So there's just some kind of environmental factors at play. So as I mentioned, because Alaska has a lot of coastal lines, seafood is a really big deal in Alaska. Um, there's actually an annual Alaskan salmon bake. Uh, it's been going for 40 years since this huge, uh, which the title is misleading because the salmon's grilled, not baked. <laughs> well, a clam bake is not actually That's baked. true. Yeah, yeah, they're not baking the, them. Yeah, it's just a thing. It's a term that I guess is in the modern vernacular that yeah. doesn't mean what you think it means yeah um it just means cooking yeah it just means cooking yeah so the salmon's really really big and then crab is really really big too there's actually 10 species of alaskan crab which i had what no the idea. fuck do you do really? in alaska if you're allergic to shellfish <clears throat> move eat caribou <laughs> eat caribou <laughs> and, and salmon and yeah oh i hate salmon um so there's 10 different species of alaskan crab the most popular ones are snow crab uh dungeness and tanner and I've they never... get those. They're fucking big, right? Yeah, they. Yeah, they're one very of big. the um, episodes of It's Alive on Bon Appetit. Brad Leone goes to Alaska to like, well, like Alaskan king crab get crabs, is... and they're fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah, it's so they big. like could fuck you up. Yeah, and I wonder, like, I don't know anything. I'm sure we'll probably do an episode on seafood at some time, but I don't like. Why do the crabs get so big? Do the cra- do crabs need sunlight? Like at some point, like I know that maybe it's dumb. no, 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 no. Maybe it's like a, a lack of predators. I don't. Maybe yeah, I don't. usually I feel like when animals get super big, it's because there's a lack of predators and a abundance of whatever they eat. That makes sense. So if like that far north, that makes maybe more sense than sunlight. <laughs> maybe there aren't a ton of predators that for them, so they they are able to grow freely. Yeah. yeah, it's possible. I don't know. That is, I have nothing to base that on. Just, you know. Just an assumption. Yeah. We'll have to do an episode on it at some point. Okay, we'll add it to the list. Yeah. I know you won't. Because <laughs> I'm too drunk to remember. Um, so there's, obviously, there's a bunch of different kinds of seafood dishes that are really popular in Alaska. So there's, like, steamed, baked, grilled, or even dried salmon. Um, Alaska's, like, really big on, like, making, like, dried meats, dried seafood. Well, yeah, because it keeps. Because it keeps. 
So like the the idea of the long shelf life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is uh, going to be a reoccurring theme, um, and kind of like a survivalist streak is going to be a reoccurring theme. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Natural yeah. resources yep, yep. too. So, um, crab cakes, legs, and even crab stuffing are really popular yeah. too. Uh, I don't and then, know if I can eat crab or not. Yeah, mm. I don't. I, I have no interest in eating. Seafood. I mean, I don't generally, but sometimes Greg's like, "Oh, I'd really like lobster," and then he's like, "But I don't want to kill you." But yeah, we don't actually know. All we know That's is that I'm there. definitely allergic to shrimp. Because mm-hmm. when I got my allergy test, he did like shellfish, and there was a little bit of reaction, but the there was a special a specific one for shrimp. Okay, and that one was like real reactive D- danger do not go here don't do this yeah oh, so i don't know that away. i'm alert because i ate lobster and stuff when i was a kid i had steamers i mean i didn't eat them a lot because i didn't really like them yeah yeah so I, I i always wonder maybe you just have like a minor reaction right ah. still i don't know maybe just, we'll test it someday and i'll die <laughs> who knows just bring your epi pen <laughs> i don't have fine. an epi pen you should probably get one but allergies can change that's true life. yeah well yeah I, I wasn't like yeah i might have not been allergic to shellfish at all when i was younger yeah which is terrifying um <laughs> what not being allergic to no shellfish? no that the, you your allergies become can change. yeah and then one day you just eat something and you're like well me it was uh cleaning shrimp i was cleaning shrimp for a party that my cousins were having and i had a giant like al- allergic reaction that's terrifying. Yeah, I got all my arms and stuff got all swollen Ooh, and like yikes. rashy. And my cousin was like, so you're allergic to shrimp. Uh, <laughs> yikes. That's not good. No. So uh, in addition to like uh, all the varieties of salmon and crab that are really popular in Alaska too, halibut's also very popular. And they're uh, halibut nuggets, okay. like chicken nuggets, but with halibut and stuff. Yeah, that's probably right. Are, I mean, this just like fish sticks. Yeah. yeah. And but, then having yeah. it with tartar sauce. Um, and then all varieties of shellfish, too, are really popular. Um, so obviously there's like a really big, big fishing industry. So this is something that's like influences a lot of the cuisine. Um, within Alaska, um, I didn't spend a lot of time researching it because I have no fucking interest in seafood. <laughs> <laughs> Bad research. I mean, you I'm know, sorry. For pretty soon we won't have seafood because climate change is killing all the fish. So you know, within twenty years, there'll be more plastic in the ocean than fish. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will be farm raised fish, uh, yeah. and it'll be very expensive. And the farm raised fish will lead to uh, algae blooms and freshwater bodies of water, which will lead to cyanobacteria, which will kill all of your dogs who go swimming in the water. So that's great. Um, <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? It's a thing that's happening. Oh, right. Winnipesaukee, was that a thing? Yeah. There was some, uh, was it red algae or something? It's green algae. Green algae? Yeah. So Florida is red algae. It's actually not algae at all. It's the term's very fucking misleading, but it's it's cyanobacteria and it comes from fish farms leaking phosphorus into fresh water. It actually comes from fish. I thought that it was like, because it's not. Oh, this is stupid now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> like that there aren't more fish in the actual water. So they're not no. taking care of like the bad algae. No. But it's actually leaching from the fish farms. Yeah, it's fish poop. The fish poop is acting as well, fertilizer makes, to grow we, to grow the same. We try and buy wild caught haddock. So that makes me feel a little bit better about our choices, I guess. Yes. Yeah, so farm actually, raised is actually terrible. Yeah, it, cool. it is. Uh, okay. The, the, a lot of times the food will be high in phosphorus and then the it'll make the fish poop high in phosphorus, which means that it needs some more algae blooms in the lake, which are 
uh, toxic to people and animals. So people, even though there'll be a sign of like no swimming, the people will let their dogs swim in the lake. Right. Because whatever, they'll be fine. Right. They're hardy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So it's a thing. Anyways, (laughs) that concludes the fish section. We don't like fish here, ladies and gentlemen. We don't. I hate fish. I so like much. haddock. I love fish. I do. I do. I wish and I seafood. Seafood. I love Greg it. Greg and I try every once in a while. We'll try a different kind of fish. Yeah. And no, nope, none of it's as good as haddock. It's sad. Well, it's not sad, but I'm really good at catching fish. That stresses me out because there's no definitive answer on whether fish can feel pain or not. It's. Yeah, and it's... I've read multiple articles gruesome. saying different things. That, they, no, they don't have the nerves required to feel pain, or they do. So, like, if they do, you're literally hooking them in the face and then pulling them out of the water where they start to suffocate. And then you club them to death. Or, like, even people that release them, it's like, oh, okay, so you hooked them in the fucking face and took them out of the water to look at them for a little bit, traumatizing them, and then you threw them yeah. back in. What a humanitarian. Yeah. The, so I, I so haven't, upsetting. I obviously haven't been fishing in a very long time. I like the act of, not the act of fishing. I like the excuse to go out on the water and not do anything for a few hours. Yeah. You just like put a pole in the water and you're boating. like, yeah, no, just, you don't need to fish. That's just what I like. Boating. No, when I was a kid, we would go out and I would just not put anything on the end of my fishing line and I just throw it in the water and just sit there. Solid plan. Yeah, no, it's great. It's so relaxing. You don't have to worry about hurting anything. You yeah. just get to enjoy the water. <laughs> well, right. Because it, the other part of that, too, is if you fish, you might use live bait. And that's a whole other that's a whole other. Yeah, issue. I don't feel much for worms. Oh yeah! I taught my kids how to catch worms from the garden. Yeah, worms don't. Well, worms don't have nerves. Well, what if you use like minnows? They poop out of their faces. They don't feel pain. Uh, But I, but I, I've never done that. I've only ever used worms (coughs) in the few times that I've done it, which are not very often. Mm. Oh, in Florida, one time it was dead. Uh, dead uh, squid or something. Okay. Mm. You use to fish in the mm. bay. Okay. With the weird, creepy pedophile guy. That's a whole nother Ooh, thing. That's a story. <laughs> no, I was not. It's fine. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> nothing, nothing bad happened. But, I'm making a face. But he was I'm definitely sketchy. Anyways, we're moving on. We're done talking about seafood. And we're, yeah, done talking <laughs> I'm about very drunk. I'm on sorry. To berries. Ooh, Ooh, berries. Berries. Yeah. Just eat any berries you find in the forest. All the berries. berries. Blueberries, purple berries, red berries. Red berries. You know, and if they haven't been eaten by birds yet, that's fine. More for you. Totally yeah. fine. I it, actually, so I have a list of berries that are native to Alaska, and I really, like, I've never heard of many of these, and I want to fucking try some. So, blueberries, we've all heard of, right? But there's salmon berries, crow berries, watermelon berries, Russian berries. Raspberries, which we've heard of. Lingonberries, which we've heard of. Salmon berries are in uh, Stardew Valley. Oh. They they're, they grow wild okay. one of the seasons, and then you can pick them and then sell them or turn them into wine or jam. Oh, cool. And then also low bush cranberries, too. Low so, bush? Low bush. Mm, so like a short person's vagina? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or a well-groomed vagina. <laughs> been mowed recently well that's a low bush (laughs) so uh berries 
are really popular in in uh, both indigenous people's cuisine and then like modern Alaskan cuisine. I'm surprised there would be a lot of berries, but yeah, I was. I guess too. berries are pretty hardy. Yeah, and like a lot of blueberries and cranberries grow in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Like a cranberries. Lot. Yeah, they have like bogs. Yep. Uh, they low don't... bush cranberries. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't. I mean, I don't put cr- cranberries in there. I don't know about you. Yeah, uh, so they, uh, a lot of dishes that come from berries are like things like cobbler, um, pies, rolls, jams, jellies, mm. things that can keep and have a long shelf life. And then also uh, something called uh, agoutuk, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But essentially, it's like a, a, a Native American form of ice cream, sort of. So I'll talk about it a little bit more in depth in a second. And then... Um, uh, wild game and then also like game that's uh, as I mentioned there's like a lot of livestock farming too in Alaska okay, so yep. like things like yak are really popular um, yak is seen as like a really great alternative to beef in Alaska okay. beef farming isn't really sustainable I, I imagine cows don't yeah aren't great in really cold weather right, right. but yaks they love they, it well they have like fur right <laughs> yeah they have they have heavier fur so um, there's a lot of ranches in rural parts of the state and then People will make, like, anything that you'd make beef, like, make out of beef, you would make out of yak meat. Too. Mm. So, like, people will have yak burgers or mm. yak meatballs and things like that, too. Yak um, jerky. Yep, yak jerky, Oh, too. you can make jerky out of anything. And then there's obviously, like, big hunting culture in Alaska, too. And it's there's a focus on sustenance hunting. So, there's a lot of legislation. It's militia. Melissa. Militia. Militia? That's my roller derby name. <laughs> I like it. Mm. Uh, that Melissa mentioned earlier, there's a lot of legislation and like laws about like to prevent. Well, they got to protect the. Right. Yeah. So um, something I, I found out really recently is really interesting. That isn't just specific to Alaska, but a lot of the laws that go from state to state to protect like big game animals were actually put into place by big game hunters. Um, so like in New Hampshire, for instance, like people like when I think of big game hunting, I think of like the buffalo in the Midwest, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like I don't think, but like moose, moose no, it's like moose and, and caribou yeah. and like things like that are considered big game. And too. I find, I mean, I hate to admit it because I think hunters are weird and gross um, <laughs> because enjoying that to me is very weird. I understand mm-hmm. doing it for food or yes. whatever, but enjoying it. I just don't understand. But I do understand like a lot of people that are involved with like New Hampshire fish and game are hunters and they're very interested in protecting the environment and protecting the wildlife so that everything exists like in harmony. Yeah. Which is really nice. It's only the bros that are like, oh, I'm just going to fucking kill shit. Yeah, like trophy hunters. Right. Like the people that are actually hunters, they generally eat everything that they kill and they're very good about making sure that they're good at what they do so they're not inflicting undue harm like they're shooting something and not Mm -hmm. killing it initially and it's suffering or whatever and they're super super protective over the ecosystem and the environment and like they're only killing animals that maybe need to be not need Mm. to be killed but some of them that need to be culled in order to keep yeah. The ecosystem in check. Obviously not all of them. There's douchebags. Well, no, I everywhere. I, I mean, I the and uh, reasons for culling can be really fucked up. Right, right. Yeah. But it's, I and I but I totally agree. And I think a lot of that and this is going to sound really weird um coming from us, I think. But a lot of that is because the tradition of hunting is passed down 
from generation to generation and so a lot yeah. of and it's the same with fishing i think um, i don't know a lot of female hunters um who went out hunting with their moms but i know lots of men who have been hunting and were taught to respect mm. that animal yeah. and the the i don't know sanctity of hunting or whatever you want to call it but like you know the it's the, like in the, the the scene in Red Dawn where they drink the blood. You're making a fucking Red Dawn reference <laughs> wow. right now. <laughs> wow. You right. know well, only the, old people know what Red Dawn is. Hush. They made a remake. But there's a scene. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene, though, when they're, they're I don't like, think we need anyone respect, saw the remake. We need to respect the animal. Yeah. Like, we need to. And like, it's like kind of like this weird fucked up hazing thing, too, in the movie. But like where they're, you know, they're saying like we have to use every part of the animal. We have to respect the animal. We have to thank the animal for the sacrifice right. mm-hmm. that they've given. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but to get back on topic, <laughs> I think in Alaska, that do that <laughs> Alaska, that's probably even more important. I mean, I imagine importing stuff in mm-hmm. is really difficult and expensive, kind of like the cost of living super high in Hawaii because yeah. you have to import everything and i imagine even though alaska is connected to land it's connected to like pure wilderness yeah so they probably have to import a lot of stuff so being able to provide for yourselves and for uh businesses and companies within alaska to be able to provide is super important so like hunting obviously is going to be huge i'm going to guess it's probably Mm -hmm. pretty hard to be vegan in alaska oh yeah yeah, I mean, if we have impossible. any, if we have any Alaskan listeners that are vegan, yeah, correct us if we're I wrong. I would fucking love to hear from you, yeah, because that would be fucking wild. Because I know even when I was vegan, which was years ago, it's a lot easier now. It, it was difficult even in New Hampshire, yeah, to get everything yeah. you need and like to get alternatives and all that stuff. So I can, in Alaska, I mean, I would imagine that cashew cheese in Alaska is probably pretty fucking expensive. Yeah, I can't like. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't even imagine. So one of the, like one of the things that I thought was most odd that it derives from this desire of like big game hunting mm-hmm. was something called reindeer dogs or sled dogs. And it's literally okay. like a hot dog or a sausage. Oh, made. so you're talking food. I'm like, I know what sled dogs are. Yeah, I don't understand. Know. But it's like a hot dog or a sausage made out of reindeer. Right. Okay. Caribou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caribou. Yeah. Um, obviously, they eat like moose deer, reindeer, uh, and spruce hen, too, which is like a like a native bird. Um, so it's not big game hunting, but it's still wild game. Um, but I actually have a picture in the drive. And essentially, it's um, it's like it looks like a giant hot dog or sausage. And it's oh, tra- yeah. traditionally served in like sourdough bread, like a sourdough. Yeah, no, it roll. just looks like like a sausage. Yeah. Um, it kind of looks like it. Uh, <laughs> it just looks like a sausage. We'll just go with that. <laughs> I mean, like, I'd try that. Yeah. yeah. It, it looks appetizing. This one's got some mustard and ketchup on it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, like, they're big. They're, they're large. Yeah. They're real yeah. big. Yeah. Bigger than a hot dog. For um, sure. But, like, you can get sausage. Yeah. You could definitely get sausage that Like, size. you go to the fair and you get some sausage <laughs> and peppers and onions or whatever. And it's... It's pretty big. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So there's kind of like one final category of types of food that I wanted to talk about, and uh-huh. that's survival food. Um, and some of like what we've talked about already, I've like touches on this idea of survival food. So uh-huh. the first thing I want to talk about for survival food is the 
uh, Akutak, which is the... That's what I'm looking at right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's called, quote-unquote, Eskimo ice cream. Um, or, you know, it's like a, a version of, like, Native American ice cream. It's essentially a combination of seal oil, reindeer fat, snow... And wild Alaskan berries. That is not what I thought of when I looked at this picture. I thought, oh, it's just like ice cream. It's got blueberries or yeah. something in it. Yeah, it looks like normal ice cream with like chunky blueberries yeah. in it. But it's it's got the seal oil and reindeer fat mostly because those are things that are obviously like high in fat content. Yeah. Um, and will give you energy and sustenance and make you feel full longer. So if you're in a situation where you're going a longer time in between meals or you're out in the wilderness, it will help you stay fuller longer. And the blueberries kind of mask the other flavors <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the mixture. Um, so it's it's made with any it can be made with any wild Alaskan berries, but blueberries are the most yeah. popular. And definitely this picture definitely looks like blueberries yeah and it looks like if i just saw it yeah i'd be like oh yeah i'd be like i'll try it like rustic blueberry ice cream it's fine (laughs) and it's funny because i feel like a lot of cultures in like the northern hemisphere have some form of this like my my mother is from like canadians descended from canadians and they have like a like a their own version of ice cream that they make with snow and wild berries or snow with maple syrup and like it's like yes no maple syrup but yeah that's a thing and so like th- like that uh, that's what i thought this was mm. when i saw mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. picture yeah. of it mm-hmm. uh and then i was like oh it has mm. seal oil and reindeer fat but that's like that's the survival the comp- fat yeah, thing is of weird it. to me but like, it's what like, must that feel like in the mouth it's like having dairy though it it's must like, just like coat your I would mouth. think it would be very, <coughs> but dairy viscous. isn't just yeah. Dairy isn't just pure fat. Like but it has a percentage of fat, but like yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't coat, coat your the mouth. mouth. That's the thing I'm really having a hard time yeah. with. I hate it. Anything, anytime you eat something or drink something that really like leaves like a film on your mouth, I have a really hard time. With. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, so like I would probably if I didn't know what were the ingredients of this, I would try it. Sure. But knowing what And the then you'd be like, this were- mouthfeel isn't this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean maybe it tastes great. I don't know. Maybe it, it might great. taste great, but let me tell you it's gonna fucking coat your mouth in wax. <laughs> I mean we don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so um another survival food that has uh indigenous origins is something called muktuk. Oh, I was looking at and that. I have a I picture. Like, it kind of looks, looks, like, looks like almost like a gourmet dessert. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I made a lot of noise like it there. Looks, like it looks like if you took like cheesecake with chocolate icing or something. Oh, um, does it? it? <laughs> That's what I thought it was when I first saw it, the picture. To me, it reminds me more of like sushi, but like slightly cooked sushi. That's really close. Yeah. To what it is. Yeah. So muktuk is actually whale blubber Ooh, with the problematic. skin still attached. And it's frozen together and eaten raw. No. <laughs> Problematic. But again, like you need things with high fat content. If you no. live in a very cold I get it. climate, it's just where you don't know where your next meal is coming from. You that's, know, like the whales are are dying, so it's it's a little right, right. It's a little rough, but I know it, it's hard. 
Yeah. It's hard to like reconcile the indigenous people that have done the same things for thousands of years. And then also, oh, but this animal is dying. So you need to stop murdering it. And And it's hard too because the animal's dying because of the shit the white people have done. Oh, 100%. Right. It's not their fault. But like. Like, yeah, like, like indigenous people in the Western United States who like eat salmon. And they're like, we. As the United States are being like, ah, you shouldn't eat, you can't eat salmon anymore. Um, right. You can't catch salmon as it's ne- like migrating to its breeding ground. Because then it can't river. breed and we need it right. to breed. <clears throat> right. Capitalism needs it to breed. Yes. <laughs> oh, and also the environment. Yeah. Um, so those are the two things with indigenous roots that I'd qualify as like survival food. There's a bunch of things without indigenous roots that I'd qualify that also qualify as survival food so there's something called pilot bread that i've never fucking heard of before and it's something that you can really only get in alaska but there's other variations of it that you can get all throughout the world um the other variations of it are called hardtack i've Uh, heard of that yeah is it like lamas bread sort of lamas bread it's it's flour and salts and water so yeah that's hard as shit yeah yeah and that's so like that's you're like taking a, that you're going to Mordor, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and you're rationing yep. that shit. So between, many yep. Lord of the Rings between references. you and your best friend. Yep. What <laughs> about secondsies? Um, what about second breakfast? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say secondsies is not a thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> guys, you can't you can't misspeak about Lord of the Rings yeah. around Kate. No. She will get you. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, okay, so her so, tech is, has been used as like so, a military ration yeah, for yeah, okay. centuries. Yeah. Are they right? like salt? Is it like saltines? It's kind of like saltines, yeah. I fucking so, love saltines. Like, I love saltines. It's something that has an incredibly long shelf life. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to like literally just like help your tummy not feel hunger pains mm-hmm. as you're like making your way through Alaska. And Sidebar. Wilderness. Did I ever tell you guys how my aunt Frances ate saltines? No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I need uh, to know this. She would crump like crum- crumple them up so they were in like big pieces and put them in a bowl and then pour milk on them and then eat it like cereal. That's amazing. Milk and saltines. Gross. Yep. She would literally eat it like cereal with a spoon out of a bowl. I wonder if that's like a depression era yeah. thing. Or I like think a- it. I think it probably is. Yeah. But yeah, she used to, and she tried to get me to eat it. So many times, I think I tried it like one time, and I was like, you know, I probably was a lot meaner about it, but I was like, you know, this isn't for me. This is not my thing. <laughs> I was probably like, this is disgusting. What are you doing? Why are you a freak? I think Francis's Saltines and Milk is the name of my new band. Oh, yeah, that's it. But anyways, yeah, she used to do that with Saltines. It was fucking nuts. She did a lot too. Huh. That's that was like one of her like like treats one of my grandmother's treats is brandy with slim fast oh i was gonna say just brandy i oh yeah you've told us brandy that with slim fast. you told us that and <laughs> i was like she's getting her nutrients at the same time and, she's a smart lady and my mom my mom equated me to her the other day because i mixed myself a cocktail with emergency and vodka <laughs> i feel a cold coming down but i want to drink <laughs> This is this is mother's like little helper. Just like your grandmother. You are my fucking hero. <laughs> I'm going to 
going to make a cocktail just for you that is emergency and vodka, and I will it make it. It tasted good. Yeah, no, I can. It was like, emergency Sprite and vodka. It yeah, was delicious. No, that sounds great. We're going <laughs> to. Amy's uh, cure-all. You feeling a little sick, uh-huh. but you still want a little hair of the dog? <laughs> yeah. And that's the, as I mentioned last episode, that's the original purpose of alcohol, right? Is like it to yeah. be Killing a medicine. Everything. Yeah. It has a medicinal purpose. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. So much. <laughs> oh, my God. I will never forget that. Or I might because I'm drunk, but I don't think I that's will. Okay. You'll remember it when you're editing and listening back. Oh, that's true. Um, I don't listen this far into the episode, oh. to be fair, <laughs> until I actually listen to it. Oh, boy. So I have a I have a quick quote about one of the like most popular brand names of Pilot Bread, which is uh, called uh, Sailor Boy Pilot Bread. Is that the bread. picture? Yeah. Yeah. And I have a picture in the drive, too. Mountain House and <clears throat> then Sailor Boy Pilot Bread Crackers. Yeah. The Mountain House can looks like a like what I would imagine Coffee. like a stuff. Well, like I was thinking like like um, stuffing or like a shake and bake can like that's like, you know what I'm saying? No. Like. It looks like like the this taller is, cans. Yeah, it looks Paper. like yeah, it looks like this is like a kitchen staple. It, of oh, products, sure, it right? looks like coffee to me. Where the sailor boy like, like Folgers pilot bread looks like the like the hoo hoo, but his his name Pillsbury Pillsbury Doughboy. I was thinking it looks like butter. <laughs> oh, that too. But the logo, the guy on. Oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. a little sailor boy. Yeah, yeah. or like <laughs> the Stay Puffed Marshmallow. Yeah, man. poke yes. him right in the tum tums. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he'll do the hoo-hoo thing. <laughs> so this is a quote. Uh, the ultimate Alaskan survival food, no rural pantry, general store, or hunting party is considered fully stocked without Sailor Boy pilot bread. That's amazing. Used for teething babies as an open-faced sandwich substitute and so much more. Pilot bread is about as iconic an Alaskan food stuff as they come. What the fuck? Pair it with some homemade jerky and you're ready for the long haul in terms of indestructible edibles. In fact, it's so important in rural Alaska that in 2011, Interbake Foods, manufacturer of pilot bread, sponsored an annual recipe contest in partnership with the Native Youth Olympics. They received over 200 submissions their first year. And that's a quote from the Matador Network, which is like a survival blog. Huh. Um, but yeah, so like it's like I have never literally never fucking heard of this. And it's such a staple that. Can we get that? Can we get pilot bread? Probably on Amazon. Or I'm something. looking right now. Don't buy from Amazon, guys. It's a trash company. Yes, it is. Um, I say as I buy <clears throat> fucking everything from Amazon. Yeah. And then the last uh, survival food that I wanted to talk about, which I also did not know existed, and maybe we can find this somewhere too, is canned bacon. What? What? Oh my god! You can get is that like Sailor spam? Boy pilot bread? It's actual bacon. In a can. So, like, you open the can and it slices a bacon. What the fuck? But the reason being, so there's a lot of, like, canned meats are really popular yeah. in Alaska. Because yeah. the bears. The bears. The bears. Uh, the bears. The bears. Because bears can smell meat. But mm-hmm. if it's Through in plastic. a can, they can't smell it. Mm. So, if you're, like, on a hunting trip or you're camping mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you're uh, playing your crashes period. into the Alaskan wilderness... You're on your period, you're fucked because they're going to smell the blood. They're like sharks. They won't go after your food, but they will go after you. Yep. Um, But yeah, so like canned bacon apparently is really, really popular. It's faded out, like unlike pilot bread, which is still really popular, I guess, in Alaska. But canned bacon 
has been historically really, really popular in huh. Alaska. It's faded out just because it's like people usually aren't like out in the wilderness for extended periods of time like they once were. Right. Yeah. So you can still get it at like camping supply stores in Alaska, but you used to be able to like buy it at the grocery store, the general store, and you can't really find it there anymore. Okay. Hmm. So that's like the, that's kind of like the multiple categories. There's like the seafood, right? There's the the game hunting food, and then there's the survival food. Um, and I think the survival food's probably the most interested. Yeah, oh, for sure. Definitely. Like kind of food that you, you can get in Alaska. You have a picture here labeled black cod. Did you talk about? It just looks like cod. Yeah, it's just it's I I think I mentioned cod very briefly in the oh okay part. And then there's a picture called smoked salmon that looks like soup. <laughs> yeah. And even though I hate fucking hate salmon this soup looks really good. Yeah, the soup looks delicious. I like. I want to eat that right now. There's so like when I was doing all this research for the episode too, it was mostly like, you should try this specific dish at this specific restaurant. And that I was like, good. There's that no way. Good. But I ha- uh, smoked. No, I hate salmon. Couldn't do it. I so love like, salmon, but so- smoked. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. you just haven't had salem cooked ri- salem S- salmon salmon cooked right yet. And then every time someone I know orders salmon and they're like it's really good i'm like can i try it and i try it and i'm like this is disgusting this is like eating aquarium air what are you doing <laughs> like oh you just haven't had well i just ate what you're eating right and you said it's delicious and it's awful yeah i wish i liked it it's so good for you it's really good for you it's a greg so we good to eat more there's fish and i'm like we don't like fish. any more fish we can't eat more fish there's plastic in every fish oh, there's plastic in everything amy I know, but I'm I'm just saying. Think about what the chickens go through that we eat. <coughs> you know, there's a chicken chicken plant right up the street from where you live. Is there? Yeah, I think about it every time I drive. Is past, it like blue whatever? It's a sign that says like whatever food company or something. It's like a small. I uh, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. It used to say it used to say like years ago poultry processing, and they changed their company. I have name. never noticed that. Yeah. There's a tiny farm stand down the road that sells like like local meat and mm-hmm. stuff, and it's very scary. Ooh. Like I love it. I, I love that it exists, but like it's more rustic. And yeah. I have a big problem when you know my chicken still has some like feathers, feathers in it. Yeah, and I'm like I can't. We're I'm gonna sorry. be talking about that next episode. Why? Because we're gonna talk about wet markets. I don't know what that means, and now I'm terrified. Yeah, because it's that gonna stuff- be a vegan's worst nightmare. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so <laughs> is, is this all? <laughs> is is that all for Alaska? Yeah, that's all I got for Alaska. No I, baked I, Alaska. I feel no, it's not from Alaska. <laughs> I feel like I always do like, and we have a whole episode scheduled on baked Alaska. Okay, wait, all right, yeah, oh, fucking no. Um, but I feel I feel like I always do a disservice to the regional ones. No, I feel like I think it was like, fascinating. So much, and then I always feel like I cover such a small snippet of it, but I don't want to overwhelm people because if I just keep going, I'll just keep going. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's great. great. Yeah, I love that. I, I love the survival food stuff. That's yeah, fascinating. That's great. Yeah, to me, that's the most interesting thing. You can terrifying get, and gross, but fascinating. Yeah. I know. Um, so I'm excited if we, we're going to try the pilot bread. I'm excited to try that. Oh, it's in my cart on Amazon. Oh, great. Um, I'm hoping that it's just saltines. It's just, yeah, it's just going to be saltines. It's literally just flour, water, and salts. Um, sometimes salt. I mean, that's like pasta. That's Play-Doh. That's or a recipe also for Play-Doh. Play-Doh. That's true. You can eat it. <laughs> it's just baked Play-Doh, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, Very yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So is that all she wrote? That's all she wrote. All right. Well, then we're saying bye. 
Bye. So bye. Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit drunkdish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at Drunk Dish. And again, thanks for listening. <laughs>